Welcome back to the Have Not Room. I am joined here by Chad and Brian. We are here to talk about the finale of Big Brother 23 and the winner of Big Brother 23, uh, Xavier Prather. Uh, my winner pick from preseason and uh, the uh, as we've heard a number of times, the first black winner of American Big Brother proper. Uh, of course, you know we covered earlier in the year Big Brother Canada Nine got the first North American uh, Big Brother uh, Black Big Brother uh, winner of a non-celebrity version in Thai. And then, of course, Tamar Braxton won the uh, Celebrity Big Brother Season 2. Uh, so uh, we got to make sure we get the qualifiers in place. Uh, <laughs> yes, congratulations, uh, Ben. Yeah, and, yeah uh, that's my... The winner of the winner pick pool. Yep, uh, so now, uh, you know, all you have to do is, uh, is get a, a win for you, Ryan. <laughs> Me and Chad are on the board, one apiece. I know, uh, I came almost close. If I yeah. imagine if I had picked yeah. Ty, people would have been like, "This podcast is fucking bullshit." Like they are somehow in the know. Like we would have gone three for yeah. three. We're, we're, I mean, you know, it's not like Survivor where we could be spoiled, right? It's it's literally live. So unless yeah. people are saying we're clairvoyant, <laughs> yes, which we are. But uh, yeah, we like I to mean, hide it what? with our Derek and Kiefer picks and our our other picks for people. I mean. Kiefer almost uh, Kiefer was relatively close to winning Weekend Nine. He was like a couple of comps away. Like uh, comparing Kiefer and Big D is, is no. yeah, uh, that's that mean. That, that's that mean. Uh, Kiefer is Kiefer is an average to above average player who could have won the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, big D. Uh, I I want to. This is this is one of the big picture questions I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we. I guess we can start off for, uh, with it because you know we're kind of jumping in a little bit here, mm-hmm. but. There's been conversation online. There's been people who have come down on the yes side of this question. Uh, but I want to know what your, your thoughts are. Yeah, Do you guys think uh, Big D is the worst Big Brother player of all time? I mean, whew, that is hard to qualify. Because mm-hmm. are you is is Frenchie worse than Big D? How do you, how do you yeah. like... I say yes. I'd say yes, Frenchie is a worse player than Big D. But the the other side of that is like if the entire point is winning and you get to the end and lose nine to nothing, are you losing the game even more fantastically than someone who flames out in the early goings? I say getting to the end's better than not getting to the end and flaming out early. That's my personal take. I think there are a lot of players who would have gotten to the end and gotten zero votes, but they were so bad that they couldn't get to the end at all. Does that make sense? I mean, that was going to be big D if Azza had won the final HOH, to be fair. Well, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of what-ifs in the world of Big Brother. I mean, not really. She pretty explicitly <laughs> confirmed it in her exit interview. I just, you know, it, you have to rely on her to win the comp to... I mean, she was very close. She got seven out of eight. Uh, it would have been basically a 50-50 toss if she just got one more question right. So Close um, only matters in horseshoes and hand grenades, Ben. Uh-huh. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to defend uh, my winner pick. I don't know. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not going to fault you, right? I, I just don't think he's the worst player ever. Like, ever? Come on. We've seen some... Tragic players in the Big Brother house. 
Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, Chai, what are your thoughts? I mean, anytime someone makes it to Final Two, I, they're not the worst by default because they made it to Final Two. Whether their strategy was sucking so hard that no one wanted to vote them out, that's, I guess, a real strategy if you're just trying to win 50 grand, which is, I mean... 75 I would, grand this season. 75, 75 grand. oh, okay, even better. Yeah. Hey. So, I mean, it's be- I think any first boot obviously has to be taken into consideration as worse than someone who made second. I... Uh, I don't think he's the worst. I think we're just judging him based on his physical comps a little too much. I mean, socially, he was kind of inept. Um, so, uh, he's not the worst of all time, but he's definitely in that bottom, like, 10% of players. He's awful. But he's I mean, an awful big Yeah, player. he's bad. But, I mean, come on. He made Final Two, which is, like, I mean. So did Gina Marie. I mean, you know. Yeah, right. What are you saying, Ben? Yeah. What did she what did she call people on that? Posers, losers, like whatever? Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking watch yourself, Ben. She's gonna come at us on Twitter. I can't be handling sure. that. <laughs> I look forward to yeah. it. How about like someone like Victoria from Big Brother sixteen? She kinda That is the comparison, she... honestly. That is like like, They're one two right now. Victoria did win a couple of comps though. <laughs> she won a battle of the block and she won uh-huh. like second. She won the of veto, but since it was like the yeah, so it was the veto, like she got one, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just the the gift exchange one. Yeah, um, so I'm not gonna take that away I mean, from her. She did win those comps. So. Also, according according to some sources in the BB jury. If Cody had cut Derek at the final three and taken Victoria, there was this like pact that everyone always brings up that people would have voted for Victoria to win, uh, which I, I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe that's that's real. Uh, or th- I know it's re- it was real, but I don't believe that people would have followed through with it. I mean, um, but, how could you? Like, so that's like the stupidest <laughs> thing ever. I think Big Julie would be like. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. My my take here is basically, like, even Frenchie won the first HOH. He played it horribly, but he was in a possible position despite all of that until he decided to blow up the slaughterhouse for no reason, mm-hmm. out of paranoia, basically, right? Right. And yeah, so you could have exit interview like. Yeah, she was gonna ride with Frenchie if he didn't blow up her spot on the hinky vote. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think that while obviously Frenchie is a perfect player, there were moments in that first week where he had demonstrable win equity despite his bad play, mm-hmm. right? And he obviously pissed it all away the second that he lost power and Kyland won and he panicked because he used Kyland as a pawn for, again, no reason. But still, um, like, at the very least, Frenchie elucidated the strategic thought and enacted it even if it was poor. And in my opinion, Big D had no strategic agency in the game uh, had no social agency in the game to the point where he lost this jury vote 
uh, 9-0, despite the fact that Kyland essentially despises Xavier now, and he had Brittany and Aza on the jury, who were two of his close allies, uh, and he pissed away the one person uh, who was going to take him to the end where he could have theoretically had like a shot in the dark at uh, winning the game. And basically, since week one, we've essentially wrote him off as a potential winner and said that he has zero inequity. So I just, I don't know. I can't see any scenario in any of the brother season where he has like even a, a semblance of a chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I think that that's very, I think that's a very uncommon trait in Big Brother players. Uh, I think at least some people have like a 0.1% win equity. Um, I mean, yeah, it's certainly up for debate. I don't know. I guess it all depends on what you value, right? I mean, I value uh, ability to win the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I think it's hard because you have players who, like, make really terrible moves and it's, like, because they're, like, the type of player who thinks that this move's good when it really, in reality, it blows up in their face. Does that mm-hmm. mean that they have no chance to get far enough to win you know what i mean um like uh, if you play the if you play it out a hundred times will they ever get to the end or are they the type of player who will always blow up their own game sure face, you know? sure that's fair that's fair uh my yeah my main issue is that like this is the like this outcome for big d is like this was like a perfect outcome, yeah. like ceiling for him. Like there's no scenario where he does better than this, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he was actively working throughout the game from like day in and day out to do worse than this. He was the most likely person to break out the cookout because he was volatile. He was the one getting into the most altercations within the cookout. He was so much of a goat that even people outside of the cookout like Claire, to a lesser extent, Derek X and Sarah Beth, were looking at him, somebody that they wanted to target first, just because they knew that he would take up a seat in the end. So if you're playing so poorly that you even, like, mortgage the ability to potentially be a GOAT that gets dragged to the end and loses, like, there, I just can't defend that at all. <laughs> right. And on top of that, it's not like this was a conscious effort. Like, I think you could look at past goats in Big Brother history, and there's at least some conscious understanding of their position. I think you mentioned Victoria. I think Victoria's a, a bad example of that, because I think Victoria was, like, close to the level of delusion that Derek F was at in terms of her understanding of the strategy. Yeah. But, yeah, just, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm I struggling to just find a redeemable aspect about his game, other than the fact that he got dragged to the end and lost. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the cookout. If the cookout wasn't a thing, he probably would have been like a pre-merge boot, I think. So, yeah. Well, pre-jury boot. Sorry. To get and uh, loses to someone else. He seemed like the perfect mix of like loyal but unlikable enough to like be a goat. You know. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? I mean up until, um, well, the plan actually. Even uh, assuming that Kyland was loyal to the final three deal that he had made with Tiffany and Shada, the plan that Tiffany had elucidated or uh, tried to put forward for that final three 
was to take out Big D first at final six and then Xavier at five. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. He's bad. There's no doubt about it. It's not good. (laughs) I don't want to say worse ever. Because there's people like... Like, is Jeremy from BB15 ever winning Big Brother? You know? Um... Is Jack from BB21 ever winning Big Brother? I mean, I think if... I think Jack easily could have won uh, BB21. Um... I think he was in a, a very he was in a very positive position. Like if if uh, if Grateful manages uh, Mickey and Holly slightly better, and Jessica Milagros does not win that specific HOH week, uh, and like the comp outcomes are just like slightly different, I think that there's definitely a uh, an outcome. Like I think even if you're gonna look at BB29, I think it's gonna be like Sis is probably a better uh, pick. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is Sis um, big brother? Sure, I think I think that's a conversation. I think that you know you could have argued at the time of BB twenty one that Sis could have been in the conversation for worst big brother player, mm-hmm. but you know it's tricky because anyway. I, I definitely think there are, there is a class of big brother players where they essentially have zero win equity in any season they're in, right? So yeah, Derek is there, and I think he is part of that. Yeah, yeah, group. Uh, for sure, he's in the he's maybe twenty five. He's in the F tier. Is there a below F tier in the tier list? I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, a tier list or what? A tier whatever. I'm just trying he's to say in the like F tier for Fraser. If you want, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Flop, as people have called him, yeah. BB twenty five is going to be the best of the worst players. Oh. Well, yeah, exactly. You, you take you take all you take the sixteen worst Big Brother players of all time, and one of them has to win, right? Yeah, it's so, like I mean, that hey. fabled first boot Survivor season. People like, exactly, yeah. And it's like you do not want this. You do not <laughs> want the first boots from every season on this. You know. I mean, yeah, probably yeah. The only way, um, the only way I'd be cool with it is if they like put all-star first boots and then you get like tina winning again or something yeah johnny fair play Mm -hmm. yeah oh man so yeah that's that's the Derek f uh story um leaving the house with people debating whether or not he's the worst big brother player of all time a nightmare to be sure oh man yeah it's 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 always great when you have the the jury trying to stifle laughter at how stupid your answers are in the final questioning yeah, not doing a great job at it. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, like, I've watched some exit interviews with him, and they're like, so did you think he can win? And he was like, no. And I'm like, that is a lie. <laughs> like, you definitely thought you could win. Yeah. No, he he had been taught, uh, he had been saying similar things to what Aza said in her exit interview with Julie about a final two with, uh, with Xavier, which is like, yeah, I think it could go either way. It'd be like a toss-up, right? Yeah. Despite, you know, literally every single person going to the jury saying, hey, uh, if Xavier's sitting at the end, I'm voting for him. I'm getting everybody in the jury voting for him, and it's going to be a complete shutout. You know? When you have, like, five or six different people all leaving the game saying, hey, this person is going to win if they're sitting at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, a, a reasonable person would probably, you know, do something about that. 
but not Derek. Yeah, not not Derek most F. of the people in this endgame. True. Not Derek F. Um, so yeah, so, that's uh, that's that. You know, I guess before we really delve into any of the specifics from the finale itself, anything from the the one and a half filler episodes that we got that you guys want to talk about? Oh, um, <laughs> I tried nothing. <laughs> I definitely thought when I was watching part one of the HOH, I would definitely take one of those inflatable sharks home. That seemed pretty sick. I would yeah, definitely like that. You know, very cool. Um, gosh, anything else other than, I mean, we kind of covered Derek spectacularly flaming out. Um, so there's that. Let's see. No, I mean, um, I guess Kylan doubling down on his uh yeah his, sure yeah, yeah. Like, i i meant up until up until the final up questioning up until the yeah questioning. like all case, the filler like, we got of the montages and everything yeah in that case no <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'd say the one thing that stood out to me was and this is going to be relevant because we're going to obviously have to you know do a little audit of uh xavier's victory here uh, was Xavier mentioning in his like diary room explanation of his game for the season? He he seemed to imply that he intended to win the week three HOH, which was the Tom Green memory challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am I don't think he did. Yeah. I am very sure that he won that comp on accident. Yes. Uh, so narrative, I guess. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Um, that yeah, was definitely I, a case of. Uh... Right, go ahead. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. I guess. Yeah, I mean it's very easy to yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, Xavier is definitely not the, the biggest uh, person doing some uh, you know retroactive uh, rewriting of history <laughs> in this end game, but uh, he's done a little bit of it uh, for sure. Um, so yeah, because that was definitely a case of uh, everyone was waiting for Brent and Whitney to lose it. And then when they lost it, everyone tried to throw it. And I'm pretty sure everybody except for Xavier knew the right answer and got it wrong on purpose. And then Xavier didn't know the answer and just guessed. So Okay, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, we, I guess we can move on to the final questioning, uh, which in my opinion was pretty, uh, pretty boring. I thought everyone's answers were pretty bad. I think Xavier, Xavier's answers were also not that great, but uh, definitely cleared the bar. We'll give him commend. Like a lot of times, people get tripped up trying to shove everything into their yeah. like speech. He did a good job of like here are my big highlights that I want yep. to touch on and yeah. getting out. I, I think agree. people in the future, if you're going to go on Big Brother, like try to have that in mind. Don't try to explain every single thing you did, but try to give like the cliff notes, the highlights, the big things, because you get like what a minute to like yeah, talk to them. So fucked up. Yeah, no, this is not this is not uh, old school BB where it was pre-recorded and it was like a real final trial council situation. This right. is like literally live. It lasts ten minutes and then they choose a winner. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing I don't like about Big Brother's Endgame. I wish they had more yeah. time to oh, yeah. just like really explain the strategy because that honestly that makes or breaks some mm-hmm. wins. I think. Oh yeah. If, imagine if it was a Derek F. Aza final two where it's kind of a toss up. Well, I mean Aza probably wins there, but there's an argument, you know, like 
if Derek had sold himself enough there, he could have won or maybe stole a vote from X, maybe. But uh-huh. other seasons, it's more relevant. This one was a washout either way, but... Yeah, I think like V20 is probably the most recent one where it could have been relevant yeah. or longer questioning. Um, yeah, I yeah, it's it's not great. It's not really a thrilling TV. It's not great for them to be reading uh, like a, a twenty-word sentence off of a cue card. Uh, you'd think that they'd be able to memorize the question they want to ask, uh, even if it is like pre-chosen for them. Uh, it looks kind of you know not great. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just do it to make Julie feel better. <laughs> See, it's not that it's not as easy as it looks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like she's no. been she says the same years. lines. Yeah, the same lines, but she still the has same, her cards. No matter what scenario, she's said it something like it before. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was a number of awkward uh, Julie moments. Uh, <laughs> a number. That's why. Hey, that's why I love her. She just yeah. like she's not good at hosting live tv but they're not gonna fire her at this point like yeah she is she's like super brother. tenure yeah. yeah so i'm here Watch for it every episode when she stumbles over everything she mm-hmm. openly complains about the technical difficulties which is you know not something you should do as a host of a live show but i mean isn't her husband the ceo of not anymore not I for but it hasn't been for a few years now Oh, well, well, I mean, she had some her to go, but yeah. Since she made it past that, she's for life, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything, but thank God for Julie. I guess she stayed. No. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess you said that, Chad. Yeah. Um, big fan. Oh yeah, huge Julie fan. Yeah. I, I feel like so we make a pack if any of us ever play big brother and get evicted just to slip in as many like thank god and like god references to like the end yeah. just to like awesome spiral, yeah just spiral her out like into like just like <laughs> talking about god for like five minutes i feel like people would f- appreciate it yeah. <laughs> yeah. just completely not answer her question mm-hmm. how do you feel about being mm-hmm. voted out well, i'm really hungry though i mean yeah. god <laughs> you guys got sandwiches back there <laughs> she's been like never mind Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean that, that's probably the only highlight of uh, the end of Azul's game was her uh, saying that uh, it would have been God's will for her to take Xavier to the end and lose. Yeah, yeah. Um, God's will. Yeah. God, God has a vested interest in Big Brother. I don't know if people know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, would that make if God was that invested in uh, Xavier winning the season? What does that make Kylan? As uh, Kylan is clearly not uh, super happy about that outcome. Yeah, I mean, oh. it sucks for Kylan, but this is God's yeah. will. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he gave up God uh, while he was leaving the house, so <laughs> I think he—he's yeah. gonna have to go to church about over that one. And then again during the uh, <laughs> during the reunion situation. Oh God. You think yeah. does he get asked about that like in a lot? Oh yeah, ad nauseum in every single exit interview, hundred percent. You'd think he'd at least, even if he doesn't feel this way, he'd at least read the room to mm-hmm. be like, "Yeah, that was shitty of me. I wish I didn't do that." But no, Kylan cannot do that. He just no. doubled down, tripled down at this. He's too point. good for yeah. us. He's just yeah. too good for us. Yeah, he's still understand. It's... 
Yeah, he's just yeah, he, smarter. All those uh, interviewers just are not like operating on the same level as him, right? You know, they just weren't. They just didn't understand in the moment, right? Uh, even though most people went back and watched it, you know, back a few times just so they could, you know, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, I think if he bitched hard enough, Xavier would have left the house for him instead. I think that's what he was going for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't say I'm surprised that he doubled down, uh, but definitely not great. Not great. No, not at all. No, he's never, he's never going to be on television again. So good job, Kylan. You blew yeah. it. You were my He'll be on the challenge it. if he wants. He's not going to be on Prices Right All Stars. Wow. No. Devastating. Um, be yeah, I, I can Phil. see him on the challenge for sure. Apparently, the, the challenge subreddit was, like, advocating for him uh, up until at least recently, so. I'll be honest. I watched Fessy and Josh get into a fight uh, on the challenge, and I was like, Kylan would do well here. He's, like, yeah, it, this good, like, what they want. He's so antagonistic that, like, you would get yeah. under people's skin and, like, bring the drama <laughs> that that show, yeah. I feel like, wants. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and I don't really, well, I, I tried to watch the challenge a few times for, like, people that I, you know, knew for other shows that were on it, uh, but she couldn't really get into it. Um, yeah. It's like so many people where it's like, oh, I like this person, and, like, I just, I'm not, I'm not into this. I'm yeah. Not my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, um, I guess we can get into anything about final questioning before we do our little uh, recap slash audit of Xavier's uh, win. Um, let's see. Disappointed that the Derek F situation would have made the end game mute, uh, mute, moot. Moot, um, yeah. With Ozza just bringing Xavier, that that really took a lot of wind out of the sails for mm -hmm. me, at least as a viewer. Like, yeah, like uh, it really doesn't matter. She's not going to Steve Moses this at mm -hmm. the last second. Yeah. Although I'll give Steve Moses way more credit. He intentionally knew what he was doing and yeah. took a bet on himself the whole time, whereas. Yeah. As I kind of stumbled into this, so yeah, that, watching the last HOH was just like whatever. I'll just get this over with. Yeah, for real. Yeah, no. Uh, Steve Moses looks like a mastermind compared to these players. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's it's frustrating, I guess, to a point. I mean, it was it was, it was nice for me to know, and like you know, to not really have to sweat over whether I was gonna come out of this with my my winner pick uh, <laughs> intact. Um, because you know, literally started the episode, I was like, Yeah, I mean, it's a hundred percent lockdown. Xavier's already won the game, this is just a formality. Um, because yeah, uh, as we saw uh, a little bit of on uh, the episode, uh, but this was a very small snippet of a uh, week long of really, you know, stupid and horrible uh, berating on the part of Big D. Uh, Big D, uh, basically. Uh, decided it was more important for him to make sure Aza knew that she was uh, a worthless player and a piece of shit, mm. and uh, that you know he dragged her to the end, and uh, she would be disgusting to not take him uh, than to you know actually have a, a shot to win the game. It's really uh, off-putting that he's like, "You're my best friend, you piece of shit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking trash. Anyways, you better take me to the end. I swear to fucking God. Yeah. Since we're such good friends, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what a what a final two pitch. 
Yeah. Take me to the end because you're trash. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I'm worse trash, so you'll probably beat me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was yeah. It was like uh, the the logic the logic there was. Oh my god. Non-existent. Uh, yeah. Love it. I mean, he at least I guess was self-aware enough that Azza would beat him, but for the wrong reasons. Uh, because in his mind, Azza would win because the jury would be bitter against his uh, his like amazing gameplay and like you know uh, cutthroat gameplay and like cutthroat moves and all of that. Whereas Azza has done nothing to piss anyone off. Uh, that would be his his logic as to why Azza would beat him. Yeah, he is, and like, uh, Biggie has had a lot of power. He's had to make a lot of moves. He had to, he's yeah. had to cut a lot of throats. Like plain and every time, yeah. every time there's been an HOH, he has spoken to them at least once. That was so good. Yeah, I think he ran this game. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he ran the whole game. What did yeah. you do? I spoke to the HOH every time. Yeah. It's like yes, mm-hmm. we all live in a house together. We all spoke to the HOH, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Tarek actually thought he was on Love Island, I guess, yeah. but but failed yeah. to fall in love too. So I, I don't know. Like he fell in love with Tyler. Uh... Yeah, he yeah. did. And when and Frenchie um, left, he yeah. Had, yeah, when Frenchie left, he had no one, so we jumped. That's true. We also fell in love with Frenchie. Mm-hmm. Um, he did think yeah. he was on Love Island. If that's that's more important than the prize. That's his prize. Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good lord. It, it is a wonderful idea. To tell a jury of people who uh, the majority of them were HOHs this season that your gameplay was oh I I spoke to all of you when I was HOH and I manipulated you into doing what I wanted uh, when they definitely know that that's not true. <laughs> it's the first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> yeah. Because um, hey, yeah, I mean, so good. Because you could say oh well yeah Derek X was manipulated by. Chada and to a lesser extent like Tiffany and Xavier and Claire was manipulated by Tiffany and Sarah Beth was manipulated by Kyland. Uh, I think they all would admit to that. Uh, and uh, I don't think a single one of them would even conceive of the possibility that Big D had a sliver of an influence on any of the rage wages. Right. No. <laughs> so not a great read uh, for that. Um, and I also loved from uh, Xavier. I believe somebody asked him something along the lines of like, "What are what are like a few reasons why uh, we should vote for you to win?" He was like, "Well, I think I played the better game. Uh, I think I played the game better, and I think my gameplay was the best out of me and Tisha." <laughs> you know, like essentially said the same thing in three different ways. <laughs> yes, but can't argue with it. All great yeah. points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah all, all great points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this when when the bar is so low, like yeah, obviously Xavier didn't do a great job, in my opinion, but he cleared the the bar that was literally under the floor. Yeah. So. Oh, um, unbelievable. So yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess anything from the episodes or from uh, the season overall, we want to talk about before we get into Xavier here. As a winner. Um, no, I mean, I'm really happy. I get, Well, I'm happy Tiff won fan favorite, I guess, this yep. about the winner. I voted for her every day. Um, had to do my part to, to help. Um, she's certainly the player who I like to think I would play the most like if I ever got into big 
brother when we all know probably more like Frenchie if we're being honest or Derek F. But uh, <laughs> at home, I like to think I'd be like Tiffany. So I was really happy to see her win for yeah. favorite. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that, that I mean, that was it was obviously going to come down to Derek X and Tiffany as a top two. Like, just yeah. like there was nobody else he was even going to be close to the running. So I'm glad it came out of those two. And I'm glad that Tiffany was the one to pull it out. Uh, especially if you look at like the the men of the cookout in the end game uh, were very much uh, putting down uh, Tiffany's contributions to the cookout, uh, primarily because it would allow themselves to maintain delusions of their own gameplay, uh, but also with the uh, excuse of her uh, final eight HOH uh, being selfish. Right. Uh, because as we all know, it, uh, evicting your number one ally is, is the definition of selfish. Yes, um, we know. Mm-hmm. I also really um, thought it was kind of funny when they talked to the jury and they just ignored Whitney. <laughs> Not yeah. one question toward Whitney. We got Brent. We had, yeah. to, we had to hear him, um, which no, made honestly better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, Brent gave more credit to Tiffany's gameplay than any of the three men in the cookout have done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, he has the—he obviously has the the context of the, the yeah, fan opinion to <laughs> to be able to you know to it's say like, the maybe thing. I could get a little higher yeah. in the final Joker's poll if yeah. I give Tiffany credit. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely he's definitely tapped in. Uh, to, to what people wanted to hear. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. And Christian had the nice little speech. We got a reveal. We have a reveal montage of everybody's secrets that they were lying about their professions because half the cast lied about their profession. And it all mattered a lot. Oh, yeah. There we are. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, Derek, do you want to tell everyone who your father was it was like yeah, yeah he was a really great boxer and everyone was like whoa it's like mm-hmm. did not pass on the athletic prowess <laughs> i guess <laughs> like <laughs> that went far. yeah um yeah although i, I also xavier you won big brother nine nothing but you went in saying you're a bartender and you didn't like religiously study how to make like every popular drink come on yeah amateur hour right yeah i mean yeah i mean derek x referenced that he uh did not know how to make a uh, martini mm-hmm. uh which as he says the three ingredient cocktail um so yeah i mean yeah just like looking up basic things like he even is also a bartender on the side yeah that was even uh, like more bizarre yeah <laughs> I guess he's, he yeah. must not make a lot of martinis. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably one of those things where it's like mostly like a, a beer and wine bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just kind of a situation where you just like... Yeah. College bar, yeah. No, he said, he said it was like a cruise ship bar? Is that what he said? Or, I think or like, like, a, like wedding. Like, weddings, yeah. yeah. No, it's mostly oh. it's mostly going to be beer and wine. Yeah, nice nice like gig yeah. on the weekend, make some extra cash. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, it's funny to me that... Like, I, if I was like... One, I wouldn't lie about my profession because my profession is not threatening in, like, the way a lawyer is. But, like, if I was going to lie, I would bring a book into sequester of, like, the yeah. position I'm trying to impersonate and, like, study it. Mm-hmm. You know? But 
Hey, I'm yeah, not, I'm not a Big Brother winner. Xavier is so. No, I mean, I mean, look, just because you're a winner doesn't mean you've done everything. Right. Uh, so as we'll as we'll talk, um, but yeah, I mean, I I think lying about your profession is like pretty overrated. Anyways, like I think everyone kind of knew that Xavier was lying about his profession, and there was heavy speculation that he was in a more cerebral profession than he was letting up, like basically like week two or so. It was inconsequential. It was. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, Xavier is our winner of BB twenty three. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are of him as a winner and like kind of where you would put him in your like uh, as like a player as like a winner and like kind of where your thoughts are uh, now that we're cleared the. Uh, the final hurdle here, even though we we've kind of known that there's no one for a few weeks now at this point, probably. Yeah. Uh, Chad, what are your thoughts overall? Yeah, I mean, he won nine and zero. So, I mean, just to be clear, that have not room has predicted two winners that both went nine and zero. So uh, we're mm-hmm. doing pretty good. Um, but yeah, Xavier as a winner, I think he's kind of low middle of the pack. Um, you know, there's definitely some winners he's better than, which I can't think of examples right now, but he's not up there with the, you know, like the Dan's or the Derek, the Derek's of the world, not even like the Ian Terry's I'd say, but he's, he's not the worst winner. He's not the best. Um, I think he did what he had to do this season to win. Um, but this season also didn't have stellar gameplay. So it's kind of hard to to judge but based on how he reacted and played in the scenarios it's just like well maybe he would do you know worse in an actual like really good strategic season but but yeah i think he's low middle of the pack i would like to see him in like an actual like strategic like there's a lot of great players setting um rather than just like this you know, because basically with the cookout, all six of them, we knew they were going to make it to the end. And all he had to do, he basically just had to beat five people, essentially. So so there's always going to be that asterisk next to his name that, like, okay, the cookout carried you so far. But, I mean, he won, so who am I to judge? But, yeah, I think he's a pretty average player overall. I mean, he's very likable. I think that's that helped him a lot. And he had won comps when he had to. So, and his mistakes, you know, didn't hurt him too much when he definitely could have done some things better, but I think he did what he had to do to get here. And he won 9-0, and so good job. I mean, even getting Kylan's vote, which is something I didn't expect. I thought it was going to be 8-1 out uh-huh. of Kylan's spite. But, I mean, hey, screw it. Yeah, I think um, – he didn't have to ever have his back up against the wall, which is like, yeah. for me, a lot of times that's the best way you can judge how like a player, how competent a player is. Like, are the ever in trouble and able to fight through it? You know, I think of like Ian Terry, where he, there are a lot of moments where Ian probably goes, um, if he doesn't come up clutch with comps, um, he give like Kevin Martin probably a similar situation where he was out of the majority alliance at a certain point but comped his way to the end um 
or you can have like players who run it from wire to wire like we saw last season with Cody who had power immediately first night in the house and never was out of the <laughs> loop or out of power for the entirety of the season um where you know Xavier never had to be in like power in the same way Cody was where he he was able to play a more passive game but it doesn't mm-hmm. give us like a full picture of the type of player he could have been because a lot of times when he had to face like some adversity the adversity was like oh someone's coming after my ally christian um, uh-huh. that sucks for yeah. christian but it doesn't right. necessarily hurt my game in any tangible way beyond like having someone like christian who's on my side in the house is better for me but not having him here doesn't affect me that negatively you know so i think for now he's middle of the pact but from what we've seen in terms of how he was always in the majority alliance no matter what permutation that alliance was um i think that in a return season or in like a season where like you know it's all stars all winners something like that i think he has a good chance to be around in you know a situation where he gets to the end game and then we've seen how good he would be at comps in the end game. So I think you put Xavier in the house a hundred times, he gets very far 90 times, you know? Yeah. And then I gets agree. fluky taken out like 10 times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I, I think that there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons to his game and his gameplay. Um, his biggest Pros where he kind of very quickly, I think, realized his path to winning, um, at least like on a macro level, which was, as Chad said, just like riding the cookout, throwing basically every comp that uh, made sense to throw, and realizing basically that he was the best positioned to win out of the cookout, which is something that we said throughout the season as we talked about the cookout was that Xavier was, like, clearly the best positioned out of the six. Um, and so I, the at least the foresight to realize that and to know that you can play very passively and get away with it, uh, like, and have that be, like, a deliberate strategy, I think is very good. Uh, I think that his ability, whether it was, you know, through his own devices or not, or just kind of, again, kind of fluky, to get Alyssa as the person to the final seven allowed him to confidently throw the final seven uh, HOH with the knowledge that if Alyssa were to have won it, she would not target him. Uh, and that gave him the position to play in final six HOH, which obviously didn't end up mattering, but just having that extra slight bump uh, was relatively important. Um, I do think that he had like a relatively good social game, at least within the cookout. Um, and as we saw, it's the only thing that really is going to end up mattering when these alliances just kind of stop the right at the end. Uh, because, you know, as long as you're like generally likable and charismatic and you have the important bonds within the alliance, that's what's going to actually win the day as opposed to somebody like Tiffany who had uh, more uh, strong relationships outside of the cookout that didn't actually end up paying off for her, obviously, in the end game. Uh, and he also, in my opinion, was the 
person who put the most work in to stop the cookout from falling apart when there were moments where it could have, when people like Big D and Tiffany were uh, instigating conflict. Um, and that's probably his most key uh, contribution to the cookout because he didn't really win any clubs for them outside of the one week three HOH that didn't really super matter. Uh, and so for that reason, I think that, you know, you have to at least give it to him as being like uh, an above average to higher tier, uh, just like player on the level of charisma, essentially. Uh, and like ability to control a situation and realize that it's in his best interest to stop the cookout from falling apart, even beyond the goal of the alliance. Uh, on the flip side, I do think he did make a number of mistakes uh, that I pointed out throughout the season. Uh, he mentions how he won clutch vetoes, but I think the first veto he won, the domino race veto, was a mistake to win uh, because, as we talked about the time, uh, like that, like. Final 10 to final 8 was a position where he personally was the most dicey if somebody outside the cookout were to win HOH and like lose control uh, from inside. Somebody like a Claire, if she wasn't held down so tightly by Tiffany. Uh, even somebody like a Sarah Beth, if she wasn't held down so tightly by Kyland. Like, there were definitely outs there uh, for him to, uh, to get screwed over with that decision. And in that situation, the final 10, where the plan was to backdoor Derek X, four out of the other five people in that veto comp were already going to use the veto on him anyways. Uh, as in the, if Claire had won the veto, she would have just taken herself down, and uh, Derek X would have gone up and then gone home next to Xavier. So the decision to win that veto at the cost of so many punishments, including sitting on the blocks a third now and either next week when you have no information of what's going to happen was very bad. And as we talked about at the time, could have backfired uh, in a big way. Obviously, it worked out. So, you know, I, but we, don't, we can't be results-oriented in the criticism. Um, and then, again, when we look at his gameplay during those few weeks, we even at the time talked about how people like Tiffany and Chada and even Kyland, to an extent, were really kicking up their game in terms of outpacing Xavier in their relationships from the cookout. Uh, and if Kyland hadn't basically made the decision on his own accord that he wanted to sit next to Xavier for his own convoluted reason and initiated the Gentleman Alliance uh, request with Xavier, basically right after that second double eviction, uh, then there's a chance that uh, he goes out at Final Six. There's a chance he goes out at Final Five if he doesn't solidify that situation with Kyland, which he was not somebody who was proactively making that move. That was something that came to him. Obviously, you can say, you know, like, how, how much uh, was that him just being charismatic and how much of that was Kyland just being uh, kind of cuckoo? Uh, it's kind of like, you know, up in the air. But still, that was a, a case of him playing passively in a situation where he probably shouldn't have, and it just so happened to work out because the gameplay came to him. Similar again to this end game where we have at the final four, he decides to evict Kyland over Aza, when at the time Kyland was going to take him to the final two, where he would have lost to Xavier most likely, uh, and Aza would have not taken Xavier to the final two, would have said taken Big D. 
uh, up until, of course, we have a situation where, again, <laughs> Xavier is passive, but it doesn't actually matter because the gameplay kind of falls into his lap here, where Big D plays so poorly that Aza ends up changing her mind on her own. Uh, just from, like, the, like, basically, this, this is kind of a summation of Xavier's game, right? And this is, like, something we even talked about when we look at uh, the last season of Big Brother Canada, um, where a lot of his gameplay was just not playing worse than the players around him, right? Mm. And uh, there were a lot of lucky draws, but he also put himself in a position where those lucky draws could occur. So, And he did have unlucky draws, of course. Like, the reason that he was on the block in the first place or in that uh, final 10 was the roulette, uh, which was extremely unlucky. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I think that, for me... Xavier's gameplay overall is kind of a wash, which is why I would rate him as like an average player, average winner, um, maybe even slightly below average winner, because I think an average player on the whole is not going to win Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's my uh, that's my summation. You have anything to add? <laughs> I went on for a long time there, but I wanted to like hit all of the hit all of the uh the things. Chad back on the, on the yeah <laughs> laptop we died. Died. laptop died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we tried to wrap it up in time we're like two minutes until we're supposed to wrap it up we're yeah. so close yeah <laughs> i was watching my battery i was like oh, yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. so i don't we're know good. we're good you guys have any uh anything to add or any you know uh i don't know i went on for a lot there but i, no, I, I wanted said, to get all the you said it all yeah like, yeah. Yeah. he summed it up, and, uh, you know, I think the other thing I'd add is, like, Tiffany put her chips in to a game where the cookout possibly was going to fall apart, and then she would have been positioned well, and yeah. Xavier put all his chips on the cookout, staying solid and together, and that's an, that ended up being what happened, so. Mm-hmm. But where I honestly think Tiffany played, like, the, okay how many times does an alliance get all the way to six people? Not mm-hmm. that much. So I'm going to cover my bases and then it just, the, the cookout falling apart never happened. So, you know, I, I think she was making the right move. And I think we talked about it at the time that I thought she was positioning herself well, but Xavier did a hell of a job keeping the cookout together. Yeah. And like I said as well, like, uh, essentially, the way the positioning inside the cookout ended up working was Kyland was always going to kind of end up being the kingmaker, mm-hmm. uh, just within his, like, you know, position in the game. And Kyland chose Xavier over Tiffany, right? That's, like, just what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, whatever, whatever work that Xavier did to, like, make Kyland want him in the finals over Tiffany... Is you know that's essentially the difference maker here, uh, because I do think from a purely like objective strategic perspective, if Kylan was playing optimally, he probably would have evicted Xavier at the final six, right. and then either Tiffany or Chana at the final five, and then just put himself into a position where he wins one of the final four comps and he wins the game. Yeah, that that would be you know the. What I would consider the uh, correct path for him, but you know, I mean, look, it's it's rare in Big Brother where we get a final four where all four of the players are actively trying to get one person to win the game 
through, you know, whatever machinations they have created in their minds. So, like, regardless of the strategic decision-making, like, that sort of, like, charisma uh, and, like, social positioning and social gameplay is definitely commendable. Yeah, no. Oh, sorry. You go, Jack. No, yeah, sorry. But, yeah, I think... It's, it, the reason I'm saying X is such like a, a kind of a low end winner to me is because he wasn't like because his gameplay was just so passive and like Brian yeah. mentioned that really stuck out to me is that we he never really had to like try hard I guess like the, the only times we saw him put an effort was just to keep the six together um, and yeah he won some comps that he probably should have he needed to win and you know some comps he didn't need to win but I think overall like he didn't have to play hard to win. And that's why I'm saying if he was in a season where his back's against the wall and he has to try, that would really allow us to see how great he is, which I think he has so much potential to be one of these like top tier players, purely based off of how charismatic he is, you know, just how he converses with others. I mean, he's a lawyer. He knows how to talk well and sell himself. So I think he's, He's one of the better players, just personality-wise and social game-wise. I think he's up there. But in terms of just, like, how he played the game, he didn't have to play hard. So we didn't have to see these, like, oh, my God, that's insane gameplay moments, like like a dance funeral, which is obviously you can't compare anything to that. But Yeah, um, and Dan didn't win that season, so. Yeah, so it's it's like we didn't have – he didn't have to do these flashy things Mm -hmm. or – these like strategic mastermind level moves to to win, and he if he recognized that and that was his thought process, I don't have to play as hard as I need to. Mm-hmm. Then I think that in itself probably puts him a little higher in that tier list of winners. So yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> maybe you guys are convincing me. Maybe he's a little better than I think he is. Yeah, I I would compare him maybe to like like a. From Survivor perspective, maybe like a Natalie White, Michelle Fitzgerald style mold. Um, in terms of like, I, I probably see Natalie White more uh, appropriate. Um, yeah. In terms of like the way the gameplay went out, um, just somebody who was like naturally charismatic and likable, and uh, benefited heavily from players who were self-sabotaging within their alliance, uh, but also benefited heavily from other players in their alliance playing more aggressively. Uh, for their benefit. Um, so that would probably be my, uh, one of my comparisons. Uh, I also, before this end game, like week five to four, I was considering like a comparison of something like a Casey Clark from BB20, um, which I think yeah. was uh, would be like a somewhat reasonable comparison. Again, somebody who won primarily just because they were generally uh, well-liked and charismatic uh, and had other people in their alliance uh, putting in work to protect them, uh, whether or not it was in their own personal best interest. Um, so, yeah. Because, again, like we talk about Xavier playing passively and how he was able to play passively. And the reason he was able to play passively was because the other people in the Crookout Alliance were doing the work for him <laughs> to protect yeah. him from the people outside of the Crookout Alliance. Uh, like, you know, uh, people like Chada and Tiffany and to a lesser extent Highland trying to block people like Derek X and Claire from coming after him. <laughs> yeah, I think we said 
just about all there is to say about Xavier. Um, congratulations, yeah. of course. Not that he'll ever listen to this, or at least not this far <laughs> into the podcast, <laughs> anyways. But uh, yeah, yeah. You know, congratulations, Ben, uh, for for picking Xavier. I mean, look, I, I said it at the time. I thought that Xavier was like the the, the clearest and most obvious. Like this person is going to be good at Big Brother since uh, you know Tyler Crispin and BB Twenty. Right. That's what I said at the time. I was like. It wasn't like, you know, I, I made like a crazy uh, like call at it anywhere. I think that most people thought that Xavier would do well in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And hey, second place. I can live with that. Uh, yep. You know, we, we did it one and two. That's nice. Yep. And then I'm very Chad proud. I had the number one from last season. So, you know, all in all, not too bad. Yeah, and, and you know, regardless of how how bad we talk about uh, Big D's game, you still are going to get the second uh, pick when we come back here for uh, Celebrity Big Brother season three in February. <laughs> we don't we don't we don't do off of win equity. Uh, we do have a placement, so. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, should we do some plugs yeah. and get on out of here? Yeah, just uh, close things out. Like uh, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, Chad, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at ChadleyJP and on Twitter at ChadPerry25, somewhere below me. You can find me on Twitter at TheFakeBMR, that's B-M-A-R-R. And uh, when I'm not doing reality television coverage, I'm doing sports coverage, which is kind of like reality TV, honestly. It's very similar. <laughs> um, so if you're interested, check out Wicked Good Sports. Chad is also there covering the Patriots for us. So, yeah. Yeah. You got the TB12 uh, uh, shirt on for the upcoming uh, <laughs> TB12 versus yeah, the kind of matchup. A, kind of an interesting week to wear this shirt, but I went to the yeah. gym. So, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, we'll just wear it for the show. Maybe someone will comment on it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> we'll have a fun talk yeah. this week, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can yeah. find me. Yeah, we'll see for as long as you don't have COVID. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Ben Sharon, uh, talking about all kinds of stuff, reality TV included. Uh, you can also find me and Brian uh, talking about uh, Survivor with our friend Dylan over on the Blindsiders podcast, which we will be recording right after this, actually, for uh, episode two. Set up uh, my new tapestry. Uh, yeah. Okay, I got a got an island tapestry. So Perfect. Oh. So you'll be seeing that if you uh, tune into the video version of this, the Blind Fighters Episode 2 recap. And then hopefully uh, we just uh, closed out the, uh, the fi- uh, final episode of The Circle U.S. Season 3. Uh, hopefully, Brian and I be sometime this weekend, maybe uh, sometime in the next week or so, hopefully. We'll be able yeah, to sit down. We'll to watch for... uh, 12 ep- no, like eight episodes <laughs> of The Circle. Uh... Yeah. Uh, it's 13 total, so I don't know how much have you watched, but yeah. Um, so nine episodes of The Circle. I'm going to have to watch this Yeah, it was, it was, I would, I would say it was an interesting finale. Uh, I don't want to spoil too, too much for Brian, uh, for the viewers at home. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully sometime we'll sit down for, you know, nine hours and dissect the season, uh, given our previous experience with that, uh, with that show. Um, and then, of course, uh, this is the Have Now Room. We'll be back. For the Half Not Room in February, as I referenced, with Celebrity Big Brother Season 3. It's back. It's been a while. Uh, like a three-year hiatus or something like that. 
Uh, and after that, in like you know April or whenever it starts, we'll have BB Can 10. And then next summer, we'll be back for Big Brother 24. Uh, and this podcast is Have Not Run, of course, on Better Radio. Uh, you can follow the main channel at Wicked Good Everything on YouTube, at WG Everything on Twitter, and then Wicked Good Everything on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch. Uh, other than that, I think uh, that's pretty much it. That's that's a wrap for Big Brother 23. You did it. You milked this count. Yeah. You milked it hard. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it it a unique season, I would say that. Yeah, definitely, definitely historic season. Definitely unique season. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you if you don't join us for the podcast, we'll uh, see you in February. <laughs>